Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right. I want to tell you how to use your mind power to get what you want now. I mean, right here in Atlanta. Right here in Georgia. Right there, wherever you are looking and listening. First of all, you have to use your mind power to believe in yourself. The religious people would say to me, oh yes, Reverend Ike, you're telling people about believing in themselves, but what about believing in God? Well, who do you think God is? God has no personality except in man and as man. And God is not a big man in the sky. God is the real man in me. Let each person say this because this is the truth of everyone. God is not a big man in the sky. God is the real man in me. We have another way of saying it. And I want to give you this prayer of affirmation to take with you so that you can have what you want now. God is the presence and power within me right now. Together. God is the presence and power within me right now. Another way that we can state it in this philosophy of the science of living is this. God is the mastermind working through me now. God is the mastermind working through me now. Come on together. God is the mastermind working through me now. Oh, you're getting turned on. Now, people say, well, Reverend Ike, what about believing in God? Please hear this. Your faith is no good until you learn to have faith in yourself. How in the world Can you believe in somebody in the sky and you don't even believe in the somebody in you? How in the world can you believe in a Jesus that walked in Galilee and not believe in the God that walks in you? Oh, I think we're getting through. Somebody say, wow. Say it again. How much faith you may have in a God in the sky until you learn to have faith in the God in you, your faith is dead. It's no good to you. God in the sky is no good to you. Only God in you is of any value to you. The most important thing in the world is what you believe about yourself. That's the most important thing. Your entire experience is fabricated out of what you believe about yourself. 
And mind you, I always have to point this out. It is not important what other people believe about you. It's only important what you believe about yourself. And you see, you have to be the kind of person that you can believe in. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be truthful with yourself. You have to be decent within yourself. And then you can believe in yourself. I want to say something that may be a little rough for clergymen to say again on international television. Once you learn to believe in yourself correctly, you are no longer worried about what other people are thinking or saying about you. Hear this. Until you learn to believe in yourself regardless of what other people say or think, you're not going to get very far. As a matter of fact, you have got to come to that point in your experience where you know that your nose is clean, your business is straight, and you don't give a damn about what other people think about you. Excuse me, saints. Now, someone may be asking, well, Reverend Ike, how do I believe in myself? How do I go about it? Well, first of all, you have to believe that God is within you. Especially you religious people hear this if you don't hear anything else. God does not work for you from up in the sky. God works for you from within your very own mind. And I want you to make a personal affirmation out of that. God works for me from within my very own mind. Come on, say that to yourself. God works for me from within my very own mind. You know, I used to get down on my knees and pray all those nice little Sunday school prayers for years, trying to get a God in the sky to do something for me. And I didn't get very much until I learned that God wasn't working for me from up in the sky, but God is working for me from within my very own mind. And the verse of Scripture brings this out. Be you transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. You see, the thing about people is they don't want to change their thinking. They don't want to change their minds. People want to change everything but themselves. People know exactly what everybody else ought to do, but they don't know what the hell they ought to do. <laughs> but you see, when you get into your own mind and you get a hold on yourself, then God, the mastermind in you, will lead you and guide you and tell you what to do. You know, people even know how to t even know what God ought to do. People try to tell God what to do. Well, God changed this person, changed that person. God changed this, that, and the other. But they don't want to change their negative thinking. But you must be transformed, as the Bible says, how? By the renewing of your mind. 
Hear this, please. Everywhere the Bible says believe, it means believe in yourself. It means believe in the presence of God in you. It means believe in the power of God in you. When the Bible says believe in the Son of God, that's you. It means believe in yourself. You must also use your mind power to believe that you can be and do and have the good which you desire. The first step to achieving your desire is to believe that you can. So let me hear every one of you raise your hands and shout, I can! Once again, I can! All right, you're on the way. In the next few minutes, you'll be really turned on. And when I come back to Atlanta, you'll have some fantastic testimonies. Now, this is for religious people. You who are not religious, this may not be your hang-up. And with all due respect, let me say this. The people I have found in this world who have the worst hang-ups are the religious people. <laughs> it is my experience that most of the time now, when I try to help people in this business of mind power, I have to first of all help them get rid of some of their religious hang-ups. And I've found out also many times the more religious people are, the more hung up they are. So now here's one of the hang-ups that some religious people have that you must throw away. You see, you must believe that you deserve the good which you desire. But you know, in the old religion, they would teach us to pray and say, Lord, I'm not worthy. I got you. Lord, I don't deserve your goodness. Now let's all confess. How many of you have ever prayed like that? Let me put my hand up and confess. I, I have. As a matter of fact, I know some prayer books that are just full of all kind of prayers that tell God how bad we are. Well, Lord, I, I, I'm not worthy of a thing. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, there was one man who prayed and said, Lord, I'm not worthy of the least of your mercy. Let me cut you loose from that hang-up right now. Whenever you pray and say, Lord, I'd like to have such and such a thing, and right behind it you say, Lord, I'm not worthy, you might as well forget it. You're not going to get it. <laughs> and, and here again, you know, there's one of those old hymns that they taught us to sing also. We would stand up and sing and say and call ourselves such a worm as I. Honey, that's dangerous. If you think of yourself as a worm, you're going to get the treatment that a worm gets. What happens to a worm? A worm gets what? Steps on. Now you know why you're always getting stepped on. Believe that you're worthy. So let me give you this affirmation to shout with me as we go into the closing moments of this service. Shout with me, I am worthy of all of God's goodness. Come on together. I am worthy of all of God's goodness. I don't know 
wondering why they taught me to pray that anyway. I think I deserve all of God's goodness. What do you mean I don't deserve? You always get what you believe you deserve. If you don't believe you deserve anything, you're not going to get anything. Now listen, and this will help some of you young people and all of you. In Hollywood the other day, I spoke to a young man who's been trying to get ahead in his career. And he said, Reverend, I just have not been able to get ahead in my career like I would like to. He said, and Reverend, I'm looking for someone to believe in me. And I've replied to him in a sermon in these words. You have to first of all believe in yourself and others will believe in you. You have no right to ask someone else to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. Come on and say, wow. When you believe in yourself correctly and positively, then you can do what you want to do. Have what you want to have. And nothing can hinder you. One additional point quickly here. You must use your mind power to decide clearly what you want. You would be surprised to know how many people haven't decided what they want. Another young man said to me a few years ago, someone offered him a four-year scholarship to college. And he was talking to me about it. And he said, Reverend, he said, someone has offered me a four-year scholarship to college. Full paid scholarship. And he said, but Reverend, I have no goals. If someone said to me, what's your ambition, what's your goal? I couldn't tell them because I have no goals. Decide what you want to be, to do, and to have. And the moment you decide what you want, things will start clicking in your favor. Use your mind power. Because a man is a slave until he learns to use his mind. A man is ignorant until he learns the power of his mind and how to use it for his good. A man is lost in spite of his religion until he learns the power of his mind and how to use it for his good. And it doesn't matter how much religion you have. You're lost in spite of your religion until you learn to use your mind. It doesn't matter how much formal education you have. A man is ignorant until he learns to use his mind in order to be, to do, and to have the good which he desires.
This is Hindsight Radio. I represent the information station changes the nation. everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of hindsight radio the information station changing the nation i hope everybody's doing well i myself i am doing awesome everything's good uh i think it was was a sunday morning uh me and beth went kayaking early in the morning it was uh, quite uh uplifting and peaceful and um Good exercise, too. Uh, had a great time doing that. So, you know, I had a pretty good weekend. But, you know, I left there and left my uh, my usual laptop work that I work on with all my files, everything out there. That's two hours and some change away. I didn't go back and get it. So I had to pull out my iMac and get it working. I, I, it turned out well because I'm doing the show right now, right? So I was like, man, I got to drive back. I ain't, I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't do it. So, Reverend Ike said, "Believe in yourself." I say, "Believe in yourself. Make a decision. Be determined about your success." Uh, too many times we are determined to think negative and to think opposite of the things we want because there's so much disappointment surrounding us, and we have. We got to and believe that we can do great things. All of the great sages, all the great prophets told you that you will be greater than them. Christ is not the only one who said that. That's not the only spiritual text that said that. All of the, the great prophets said you will be greater. And for some people, for some reason, People can't get that through their heads. Why? Because they're still listening to the traditional old-timey message from the churches or wherever they go that you have to wait on Christ, you got to wait on Jesus to come back, you got to wait on God to fix it. Just wait. He'll do it in his time. It's God's will. Um, You're just being tested. Your time is coming. And they've been saying that for years. I know I've been to several churches that said that, and they're still saying it. Here at age 51, halfway to 52, they're still saying the same old stuff. And and, and here we wonder why we keep getting the same old problems, because you're learning the same old stuff, hearing the same old message, that you're a sinner, that you got all of these problems, and God's going to wash you clean with his blood and Stuff like that. 
which is odd because if I came and told people, I'm going to wash you clean with my blood, y'all, y'all call the police on me. But yet we accept these doctrines in our religious life. We accept this because why? Because the Bible says it. But I know I got uh, plenty of Bibles and they all got a copyright on it from some company that makes money from selling Bibles. So you can't tell me all of that stuff in there is everything's in there is what God said. It's what men said because men wrote the book. I mean, they said, you know, Paul, Peter, all of these guys, Matthew, all these guys wrote, wrote some part of the Bible. And, you know, of course, when you're writing stuff, you're going to put your own ideas in it. Yeah, you might be inspired, but I always tell you, when I'm inspired, that's the word for me. That's my word for me to follow. That's the God in me speaking to me. And the Christ told you guys many times that um, he, uh, that the Father lives in you, or he. I can. Well, let me not. Let me not. Uh, just quote it. Let me read it. What it says. He also said that you will be greater. He told that to his apostles that they would be greater. So why are we still in this mindset that we're not greater? that we're not better, that we're not divinity. Why are so many people in this mindset? Because they can't let go of the old teaching, the old theology, the old control teachings to keep you in one place, in a position of servitude. The position of want, lack, want and lack, poverty. So you, you wait on your your heaven to come after you die. Every You know, that's strange that, they teach you to wait on your promise. Once you die, you're going on to a better place. How come I can't have a better place now? By simply changing my mind and my thoughts. Right? Simple, right? Let's read John chapter 14, starting at verse 9, and see what the Christ said about all of this stuff I'm talking about. The, the, the book that so many people revere and love and say this is it, you know, some people even come to you and say, that's not Bible. You know, if it ain't Bible, it ain't true. <laughs> you know, they'll say stuff like that to you. So here it goes. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? He's saying he is in the Father, and the Father is in me. So that's showing you that that is a, the Father, he and the Father are one. What Father are we talking about? See, see the, 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 the religious mind, the physical mind thinks of Father like I have a Father, you know, separate. But he said, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. And what he's saying, I don't speak on my own authority. He's speaking just the, what you see, the flesh, not that authority, but the spiritual, the higher consciousness authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. The spirit, the, the Father, the, uh, the higher consciousness of you. The divinity, author, the, the one who knows all truths of you. 
what your purpose is. That's the one living in you. All that that voice that comes that you hear that you don't vocalize coming from within you that speaks truth to you. Not no, no, don't get that confused with your ego that keeps giving you doubt and indecision. See, that's the lower self. That's the ego self, the the physical self that looks at the physical and believes that's true and not the spiritual. The spiritual is the truth. The higher you is the truth. So it says, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence, the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater than these, because I am going to the Father, meaning he is always referencing or going to the higher consciousness of his being. That secret place, the unseen with the physical eye. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So if you go to the higher self, the Christ self, you will get what you want. That's why you have affirmations are important. Speaking on if you want, um, just wisdom. Say, I am wisdom. If you want money, I am money. You know, I attract everything that is good. Speak the I am statements. You see, that is the truth of you. So I was, uh, how many people we got on here? Um, Oh, we got 26. We got a good we got a good amount of people. We could use a little more. So I picked up chapter 15. Will the real Jesus please stand up? Or will the real Christ stand up? Who is that? This is out of Reverend Ike's book, Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You. Every now and then I pick it up and I read it. Because it, it, it's very precise and to the point about who you are. All right, here it is. It says, throughout the centuries, many different concepts of Jesus have been held by people all over the world. Ain't that the truth? They got a concept of Christ everywhere. And, um, but there's only one Christ that you should be looking for, and that's you. Go look at yourself in the mirror. You can trace the development of these different concepts by walking through a museum and observing the different sculptures and paintings of Jesus. Some artists show Jesus as an innocent sheriff, others as a frail, weak figure. But from everything I've read in the Gospels about Jesus, Jesus is a powerful personality, nothing weak and sissified about him at all. See, there's nothing weak about the Christ consciousness. See, when you're operating your higher self, your Christ self, you won't allow people to discourage you from your purpose. You will follow that spirit that lives in you, that Christ that lives within you, the father that lives in you, you will follow those things. You will listen to those things. We don't, you won't allow people words to be your guidance. Like, yes, I'm telling you and talking to you and trying to give you signposts where to look, but the real truth, the real answers will only come within you. Not from me, only within you. 
All right. All right. Um, and adjust something here. All right. Here we go. Uh, you can trace the development of these different times like through a museum and observing the different sculptures and paintings of, of Jesus. Oh, I read that already. I'm sorry. Jesus was a powerful personality. The gospel tells us that Jesus spoke with authority. We are told that before the crucifixion, the angry mob came at night with torches to find him. And when they found him, he was praying in the garden. The leaders of the mob demanded him, who are you? We're looking for Jesus. And Jesus spoke these simple words, I am he. And when Jesus said those words, the angry mob fell back. Now, let me tell you something about these words, I am. They are powerful. In fact, I am is the most powerful affirmation you can make. Why? Because every time you say, I am, you are announcing the God presence and the God power within you. When Jesus said, I am he, these words were so full of God power and God presence that the mob fell back. Now, does this sound like a weak need, cowardly man? These are not the words of a weakling. These are the words of a powerful, towering personality. See, he claimed his Christ conscience. I am he. So if you want what you need or what you want, you have to say, I am. You can't say, oh, I can't. This is not working out. Or, or you put in negative saying, oh, this is just going to happen again. This is going to be this. All these negative things you put out there. That's an I am statement. On another occasion when Jesus was speaking, some officers were sent to arrest him. And when they heard him speak, they couldn't find it within themselves to arrest him. So they returned without Jesus to those who had sent them. And the people who had sent them asked, why didn't you arrest Jesus? We sent you to get him. We sent you to bring him in. And they replied, never a man spoke like this. Are you relating to a Sunday school Jesus? Ain't that a powerful question? (laughs) Now that we see that Jesus is a powerful personality, a towering personality, let's move on to another concept of Jesus and examine it. Are you still relating to a Sunday school Jesus? Do you remember back in Sunday school when we would sing the song, Gentle Jesus, Meek and Mild? That Meek and Mild concept is what I call the Sunday school Jesus. And if you're still holding on to a Sunday school Jesus, I have news for you. There's no way for you to read it in the gospel about the life of Jesus and come up with a Jesus who was always meek and mild. That is so true because it was nothing I read. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with Reverend Ike on that one. Because when the money changes was in the temple, what did he do? He took up a whip and started beating people to get them out of there, saying, don't make my house, my father's house, the house of thieves. That's not a weak guy. What do you need a mob for a meek and mild guy? What do you need that for if he was such a weak and mild person? All right, let's continue. Now being mild is a positive trait to have, but sometimes you have to be strong too. For example, the gospel tells us that Jesus spoke bluntly concerning religious pretenders. On occasion, he would say, oh, you generation of vipers. Did that sound like a gentle Jesus, meek and mild? On another occasion, he cried out, oh, you scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. Does that sound like a gentle Jesus, meek and mild? 
On one occasion, Jesus really got mad. He went into the temple and found the money changers in there, like I just mentioned, uh, trying to merchandise spiritual things. And he actually whipped those people out of the temple, shouting to them all the while, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Don't make my father's house a house of merchandise. Does this sound like a gentle Jesus, meek and mild? Of course not. Jesus recognized that there's a time to act firmly and a time to speak firmly. That is so true. See, too often we are too firm about negative things and talking about negative things. We're really adamant about those things. But it comes to times where you got to be firm about your success. You got to be committed to your prosperity. And too many times we take a step back on our own prosperity. We have business ideas, and we're just so meek and mild to even move forward. Or we let other person say, you know, that's going to be hard. You got to do this and, and give you all kind of excuses why you shouldn't be successful or at least go for your success. Well, you know, we, we, we'll do, we see, we have strength in the wrong areas a lot of times. Be strong, be diligent about your prosperity, about leaving something behind for your family other than a funeral bill. Be diligent about that. Fellas, you got a family, you should be diligent to see that you are leaving them a legacy of prosperity and wealth. Not just in monetary, but in knowledge and spiritual information. Don't worry about the women, what they're doing. Do your thing. They'll, you know, they'll just have to come along eventually. And if they don't agree, they'll go away. They'll, they'll go find some other distraction for themselves and leave. What happened to Lot's wife when she got distracted? Lot kept moving. He kept it going. Him and his daughters. That's a perfect example. Some of us are sitting back trying to drag the same old raggedy people with us with raggedy ideas, and you, you, you're not going to convince people to be successful if they don't want it for themselves. If they have a vision of negativity, they have a vision of I can't and, and, and woe is me stories, they can't do anything for you. Leave them where they are. All right? Turn the other cheek. Now, I want to go into this a little deeper because a lot of you have this so-called Christian hang-up about being meek and mild. When Jesus said, turn the other cheek, he did not mean if someone belts you on one side of the face that you should turn the other side and let him belt you on, the, on that side too. He didn't mean for you to let people walk all over you and step on you. You don't help yourself and you don't help anybody else by letting other people run over you. You have it. You have to let people know what you stand for and what you will not stand for. Draw the line like Jesus did. You should be kind. You should be compassionate. But you should not let people run over you because the same Jesus that was mild and loving, that had compassion and healed the sick, that was the same Jesus that drew the line and grabbed the whip, those merchandisers out of the temple. Right. You got to stand on it. A lot of times people... They know they got to get a consultation. So they start emailing me, asking me all these questions and email. And most people, if you listen to me, you know, I don't really respond to these emails. I might every now and then give you a one word answer, a couple of words on that. But y'all know you send an answer and it comes back with 
three other questions. So next thing you know, you're doing a consultation by email. You know, so I got to be firm. Yo, get a consultation. Set it up so you can have my personal time all to yourself. Oh, and that costs, of course. It costs $75 for a Zoom consultation, face-to-face if you want. Now, if you want free, you know, information, I do these shows right here, and I'll ask questions. I'll take questions. I'll answer them right here on the air live for you. As a matter of fact, let me put the, you know, if you want to call in, there it is at the bottom of the screen. I'm on YouTube, y'all, um, whoever's not on YouTube, Facebook. I'm on there, too. Here's a number you can call in and get your, get all your, get your questions out. This is the time to do it. Because if you email me, uh, it may get ignored. All right? Most likely it will be. All right? Learn to talk strong. It might surprise you to know it, but I believe in strong talk. Jesus did it. I do it. And you should do it sometimes, too. But you have to know when and how. There's a time when you should be definite and positive with everybody. And in the long run, people will appreciate you more and respect you more if they know that you mean business. And think that the truth. That's how I live. I speak strongly. I'm kind when I need to be. And sometimes I have to speak strongly. Jesus is the ever-living presence of God within. To some people, Jesus was a man on earth 2,000 years ago who is Coming again someday. But I say that Jesus represents the ever-living presence of God within. I'd like to share with you the science of living definition of Jesus Christ. Christ is the presence of God in man, every man. Jesus is one who perfectly demonstrated the Christ. But it is not enough for Jesus to be the only one to realize and demonstrate the Christ. Each man must come to know the truth of his own Christhood and demonstrate the Christ exactly as Jesus did. Jesus realized who he was in God and who God was in him. Never said, I am. I am my father are one. He spoke the truth for every man and of every man and of every man. Jesus said, I am in the father and the father is in me. And he demonstrated the presence of God within him by healing and blessing and showing love to the whole world. Jesus represents the realization and the demonstration of the presence of God in man. When you realize that I am what Jesus is, then you can begin to demonstrate and do the works which Jesus did. So Jesus himself said to his disciples, the works that I do shall you do also in greater works. And the truth of every man is, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Matthew 16, 16. The purpose of Jesus is to show you that you are God's son. When you believe in your divine sonship, this saves you from sin. Purpose of the example of Jesus is to show each man his own divine sonship. Jesus portrays the true relationship of every man in God. All right. Affirmative treatment. Um, they, they have these affirmative treatments at the end of the book that I like. And it says, and y'all can repeat it after me if you want. It says, right here, right now, I recognize the truth of me. I know I am what Jesus is, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Christ is the presence of God in me. Christ is the power of God in me. The same God power that Jesus had is in me, 
The same healing and blessing power that Jesus had is in me. I know who I am in God and who God is in me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, in me. Um, right. The presence of God lives within you. You are. You are, you are God. But if you don't believe that you are the God or you are the Christ, you will die like a mere mortal. And that's in, that's a scripture, actually, in uh, Psalm chapter 82. It's a scripture. See if I can find it. Psalms 82. Psalms. Psalms 82, it says, <clears throat> chapter 82, 6, it says, I said you are gods, you are all sons of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals, you will fall like every other ruler. Why does it say that? Because in the previous, <clears throat> it says, the first five says, the gods know nothing, they understand nothing, they walk about in darkness, all the founders, foundations of the earth are shaken. What are they saying? Because you lack the knowledge of who you really are, you walk in darkness. And because you lack that knowledge, you will fall like a mere mortal. See, the fall from grace was a simply lack of understanding who you really are, what your true divinity really is. That's the fall from grace. And once you come to realize that you are the power, you are the life, you are the light in your own life, you are the Christ that you're looking for, and that's when you become raised from the dead. You see, the whole three days in the tomb was just a a simple retransformation. You see, you had to go through all that to show y'all. The flesh is a temporary biological spaceship, space suit, just for you to survive on this earthly plane. But the real you that, that, that inhabits the body, the spiritual you, the higher you, lives on forever. There's no dying. It's infinite. Infinite power, infinite light, infinite wisdom. The only reason why you can't tap into that wisdom and you can only get glimpses of tapping in is because you're trapped in this body aka hell the hell of ego the hell of uh physical lim- limitations that's it this body is nothing more than an aid to be able to exist on this plane i know for some of you uh religious folks Oh, that's not what the Bible's saying. Hey, you don't have to believe me. You'll figure it out one day when that body goes. When you when it ceases to exist, and then you looking down on it like, oh, okay. He did. Akeem did say that. Reverend Ike said it. Everybody else been saying it. Your true power is in the spiritual you, the unseen. What time is it? 7.45. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in again. Let's see who's on. Uh, we got Karen Israel again. Happy Tuesday. Peace, everyone, for Seeking Bay. Jamie Modestine, peace. Awareness is power. Sure is. Shalom. 
Akeem, slow, slow show, slow show. I, uh, you got to help me pronounce that. Uh, Beth, peace. JG, uh, Yalik L, peace. Uh, who, who, who else? Who else? Who else is there? You know, Tuesdays is a funny day for me. You know, like that's the day I want to do the show. I'm doing my show. And, you know, that's coincidentally, that's the day everybody want, want to send me issues. Oh, can you read this? Can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? that like, it, it, it's done on purpose to to see if I'm going to flip right before the show, if I'm going to get out of character. <laughs> it really is. I know because every other day I don't be getting that, but soon as and it happens like an hour before the show starts, one hour exactly. Boom! Everybody be hitting. Peace, uh, JG, Amexa Moore, always in the house. Carter, hey, peace. Who else is in the house? Am I missing some Myrtle Tree Entertainment? Um. Peace. Yeah, he got a question. I'll get to that question later. Um. Yes, the kingdom of heaven is within you. That that deserves putting that up. And whosoever shall know himself shall find it. Exactly. Know to know thyself. That actually is also a, a Egyptian proverb out of the Egyptian book of the, of the dead. Just another similar statement. DJB Thunder. Peace. Uh, Cooley, peace. Who else? All right, okay. Uh, the injunction, the new injunction webinar is coming up. I think I have it dated for May the twenty second. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be totally different. You know, I'm changing up wording. The Constitution is still gonna be used, but we got some people to send it. To. We got some some other people to send it to other than what we said before, you know. Oh, um, and I'm adding some other stuff in there, the other little things to go with it. Look forward to that awareness power getting the consultation. Um. So May 22nd, I look forward to you, and it also includes the template to go with it. All right, I'm starting to do temp- the, the, the the webinars. I'm going to start including the templates with them whenever I do them. And then um, working on some other things. We'll have some more sem- um, webinars. I want to do a seminar, but I, my spirit has, hasn't led me to where. Where where, where, where will I do it? Will I do it in Charlotte? I don't know. Um, and keep in mind, we also have these other shows that are on here. On Thursday, we have the Divine Connection with Jessica and Tasia, and on Sunday we have uh, Beth Omani's show, the Raising Independent Thinkers show. Y'all should go back and listen to Sunday's show. We talked about relationships. I didn't go in hard on, on the ladies. I uh, took it easy. You know, this, this guy, uh, Kevin Sam, has been going in hard on y'all. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I figured let him do that, and I'll just sit back and listen. So if you want to Talk to me. Ask a question. Five six three nine 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 three six one five. I see some hands up over there. I'm gonna get to you in a second. Let me. There was a question in the chat. Uh, somebody said, "I live in a different state than my birth state. I created an estate number associated with my original county in that state. Should I get my DBA in my new state or keep it in the birth state? I don't really teach the DBAs. I don't 
recommend DBH anymore. Totally not necessary. I have them, but they never was, uh, they never didn't, I didn't get anything out of them. You know, I didn't, I didn't get, get much on that. So, um, let's see. Any other questions in the chat before I take the phone? Um, Uh, nope, that's it. Um, I'll put this guy's question up here about the DBA to see it. All right, let's get, let's go to a phone line. I might be an early night. Um, next week I'll be switching to my new location to do the show. Um, got a space to do it so I can have soundproofing because you know since my grandson is here he just be off the chain sometimes so i i, I gotta all uh, you know i need to secure the place it's gonna be nice uh that's gonna help me decorate it so the background looks nice i'm trying to make it you know professional and really look good for y'all all right let's go to seven two seven you know what before i go to seven two seven i want to mention something right before the show I was hit up. Somebody got, you know, y'all, y'all got to understand what's real and what's not real. Um, one of the, somebody I know got, they wanted to, the, these, the IRS came knocking and gave him this so-called summons to give up his records and all of this stuff. And they self-signed. Y'all do know that the constitution states that you have a right not to incriminate yourself. Anything you say can and will be used against you. So these things, like, I, I just read you some of the things it says, like, in, in these things, when they talk about, the, they call it a summons. And I'm sure some of you guys have experienced this. And whoever's on the phone line, I'm going to get you in a second, but I, I have to share this. Uh, I'm going to read in it. I don't want to share the document because it's, it's personal here, but I'm going to read. Oh, what it says here. And you got to read between the lines trying to find. And they even tell you that you can do a petition to even quash the summons by going to court. They, 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 they tell you. See, the problem is whoever got this didn't read it, didn't read it, did what to do. And it says, authority to summon, et cetera, for the purpose of ascertaining the con- correctness of any return making a return where none has been made, determining the liability of any person, any internal revenue tax or the liability of law in the equity of any transfer or fiduciary of any person in respect to any internal revenue tax or collecting any such liability. The secretary is authorized to examine any books, papers, records, or other data which may be relevant or material to such inquiry. To some of the person to liable for tax required or perform the act, or employee, I, you know, just th- basically saying, oh, they have the authority to ask you or to summon you, but without a court order or a warrant, you don't have to give them a, everything must be done by official request through a judge. Some, hey, you have, a, you, you, you have to do this and that. And even then, okay, you want books and records? Here's a box. Put it in there. Tape it up. Here's my books and records. Now, we got one problem. 
Constitution says I have a right not to give evidence against myself. What are you going to do about that? And watch that freeze them in their tracks. You see? They cannot compel you to give evidence against yourself. You see? See, here's the thing. A lot of times they just scratching at the surface and they want you to incriminate. Sometimes they come and ask you, oh, did you sign this? And as soon as you say yes, now you just open up the door. See, you shouldn't be answering questions like sign what? You know, what does sign mean? You know, you know, can you define signing? What does that mean? Can you define signatures? Bounce questions. Uh, you have a warrant to be here to ask me questions? See, but some people are so, you still look at these people as, a, as some sort of authority, so we ought to, some people automatically just start answering questions. I'm telling you, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. And any, everything out of your mouth should be uh, lack of jurisdiction. Um, I, I don't give evidence. I don't talk to you. If you want to say I don't talk without counsel, you can say anything like that. Any lawyer would tell you that. And remember, this is not legal advice. This is spiritual counseling. You, you answer to God. Let's get a, just go to the phone line. Seven two seven five eight zero. Peace. Peace, Kim. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful myself, man. Yeah, man, I just got a few questions, man. I'm still going through with the child support. I remember um, one time you said you, you might have an affidavit to help get the, um, or you might have some help to get the passport through with the child support. But Yeah, it's a tough one, though. It's a tough one because you got to separate yourself from the illegals and, you know, because that law is for U.S. citizens, so you have to really um, <clears throat> push that. But, you know, they don't just roll over. They don't roll yeah, over. Yeah, they're definitely not rolling over. Because they got this package, right, that, that you got to submit with the child support. Well, they, well, now they got this package. So See, they, they always want you to, to fill out their paperwork. You got to be careful with that paperwork you're filling out. Oh, that's really I'm, rewriting, I'm rewriting all paperwork. You yeah. know, you taught us better than that. I'm rewriting all right. paperwork. I ain't submitting that mm-hmm. paperwork. She told me I don't have to rewrite it because you see my paperwork. When I called in, I'm like, I've got a court date. She was like, well, mm-hmm. you got to submit some more documents from that package. I'm, so I'm looking at it. I sent it to you. I sent you a link to it, but there's some stuff in here. I'm definitely not with submitting, you know, like this. Right. The uh, notice of social security number, I don't, I don't want to submit that. Well, I would, God, I would say I don't uh, – so, so was, was, you know, I would uh, deny that. that. That's not mine. That belongs to the government. That's their property. Yeah, I – I rewrote the paperwork out just in case I have to do it. I said that mm-hmm. was that was issued to me at birth. The number that was issued to me at birth. That's why I put it in the okay. paperwork. I didn't. So no, I not to me. Issued in the name. Not to me. So issued okay. in the name. Is that name ain't yours on there? That old cap is not you. Okay. Yeah. So I, I needed to know that, so I need to rework that thing. And it's like two other um, documents in there. I'm just not. I ain't comfortable with submitting those documents, man. So should I go ahead and submit? I'm trying to get the child. I don't know what the document. Get a consultation so we can look at the documents and we can say what to do. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. We'll do All that. Right. I'll do that this week. All right. All right. I appreciate it too, man. That was it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. And the passport thing with and the passport thing with the uh, with the uh, 
the affidavit with the passport people, man, because I tried before and they shut me down. Mm-hmm. Like the, the child's board. That's it, man. I'm just trying to get these two done so I can move forward with everything. Okay. That's just the child's right. board, man. All right. Well, it's set up a we can get more mm-hmm. detail on it. All right? Okay. Definitely. Right, I appreciate it. Yeah, that child support be kicking, boo. They don't like letting go. That leash there is a hard leash to cut loose. Uh, but you can cut it loose. You just got to keep working at it. You got to do a Reverend Ike. You got to envision yourself as winning, you know, getting what you want. All right, let's go to another caller. Let's see if we got any questions down here. Oh, 404-247, peace. Peace, peace to the gods. Akeem, this is Hubby hey. out of Atlanta. How hey, are you? It's been a while. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate uh, your message today. It is a continuing mind shift for me uh, mm-hmm. with Christ's yeah. consciousness. When I came out of religion, I... Uh, I think I went diametrically opposed to everything I had been taught all these years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want anything to do with Christ, so to speak, you know. But yeah, You didn't want to do the Sunday school Christ. That's the one you didn't want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah exactly. So then right. it's like, no, Christ consciousness. And I'm like, what? So anyway, I allowed my spirit to remain open to what that meant. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm embracing it more and more. But mm-hmm. as we are entering and are now in the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. uh, this is supposed to be the rise in feminine energy. And mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I'm learning is that God is really female. So I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, transferring uh, from a patriarchal uh, mindset in 3D, uh, uh, you know. Now, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me help you on this. Let me go. God okay. is both male and female. Right. Okay. It's both. So what right. you have, what you see on the physical level, where you see masculine and feminine is a separation of God into different aspects of him, of oneself. So that's why when people say, I don't need a man or I don't need a woman, they're wrong because we, they, we're just a separation. We're just on a different spectrum. The masculine is on the masculine end of the scale and the feminine is on the feminine end of the scale. When, when they come together, they become one, one God, one, one entity, one being, you see? So I can go into the whole physical, the sexual thing to, to break that down, but that may be too much for some people right now, but it, we are all one. And at times we do have, uh, you know, feminine, you know, feminine characteristics, or we need a feminine characteristic to get a job done. And then sometimes a female has to exert some sort of masculinity, but the female will be always on the, end of the feminine scale See, the reason why we have such confusion today because so many people are pulling to be on the scale that they were not designed to be on you see what i'm saying now do you agree that within you 
and within me there's both male and female. Yeah, because if you understand how babies are formed, if there's a time when a baby is under conception, they can't tell the sex of the baby. And then something happens, and then it either goes um, one way or the other, right? But who, right, who right. determines the male? Around. The, 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 the male, he, the Y and the X, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, we start out, no one knows who's going, what it's going to be until a certain stage of gestation, it transforms. <laughs> But where do you come from? You come from the feminine being. You come out of the feminine womb. Understood. So in in creation, see, all right. The male is the architect the, the, that designs. Okay, this is how we this the plan. The female is the expander of those plans. So when you have the cre- actual creation of the world, that was female. The actual architecture of the world was male. You understand what I'm saying? Understood. Understood. Yes. Right. Yes. And I'm not really looking at it from a uh, a physical standpoint, but spiritually, we are mm-hmm. both male and female. And the reason why I say it because right. Now, most of the planet is in a 3D mindset. So the Bible uh, and the other holy, you know, books that we read from are coming from a patriarchal uh Oh, yeah. We in the, well, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So come from I'm a patriarch where they define God as he and God is and he, like that. you know. Well, you know, let me accept you understand. When you look at the law, when you read the law, their laws... They'll say he, but in the definition of that, it'll say he also means feminine. Right. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. That it is a group. Right. So, yeah. And I'm just curious, like I said, as we transition into the age of Aquarius, there's Mm -hmm. got to be a different spirit that comes out of these words, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, what we're reading, uh, like you said, in, in Psalm 82, and I don't know what not. It just seems like it has to be different if we're moving higher, if we're ascending higher, then it seems like the spirit of, uh, or maybe because this is 3D wording, it stays here, and uh, maybe the spirit within us just continues to ascend. I don't know, but it's just something well, I was the thinking about. words of the Bible have multiple meanings depending on where your consciousness is. So if you're in a lower consciousness, it's going to mean something else to you. But when you start to get Mm -hmm. into the higher stages of consciousness, you start to see the other meanings of what these scriptures are saying. Okay. 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 The Bible is really a spell book. That's why it's written in on parchment paper. So for those who are in a certain mindset will unlock certain secrets out of that book, depending on where their mindset is, where their consciousness is. Okay, now that that I I connect with, I resonate with that. So what's the significance of parchment paper? Well, when when you're doing uh, working spells and and, and Uh you want things to happen, you write it on parchment paper. 
Okay. You know, I, I you heard You can do that. it all your life. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. What did you put? The resume paper is nothing but parchment paper. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, okay. So, okay. They, so they, all of these legal doc, they used to put that stuff on parchment paper. That's how you write your spells. The God spell. Spell, yeah. Well, it's I haven't done spell, but it's the God spell. Spelling. Yeah. All spells. Mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't written a resume, you know, on part, you know, paper like that in years. It was very popular in the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. maybe 90s, but now everything's done digitally. So, yeah. You're absolutely right because it was a weighted paper, mm-hmm. um, and it had you know whatever significance. But when you mailed it or submitted it in, it had to be on that type of paper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very yes. good. Well, yeah. So right now we're in a patriarchal, and it's it's it, see, we have to go through these cycles: patriarchal, then it goes to matriarchal, and then it goes into in between. You know. Mm-hmm. It, you go from one end of the pendulum to the other. It's a swinging of things. Yeah. So comes down, what down comes up. It just that's just how the world rotates from seasons. Everything has its season. So yes, we're moving away from that yeah. patriarchal society. Society and um, well, when you're moving away from something, you start to see things that don't you might not like, but that's just a transforming of things. And then it just, then it calms down, you know, chaos, mm-hmm. peace comes through chaos. So, yeah. yeah. That, uh, entropy. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. There's probably some more, but I'll, uh, get back on if I need to. Yeah, you've been, you've been doing a lot of reading. I can tell. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, meditating. Good, I was just is the reluctant messenger, reluctant messenger. Because that site has all the different schools of thoughts on it from Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism. So, and it, what it does is it brings them all together and show you how all of them work together. Okay. Yeah. So the whole masculine feminine thing that's mentioned on there as well. All right. Awesome. Okay. I got it. I see it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Science and the world religions are pieces to a puzzle that need each other to form yep. a complete picture. Okay. So oh, I'm on it. What happened was at a time, all of those religions were one. We were one, mm-hmm. one, one, one spirituality, one spiritual move. And the Bible told you when they broke it up, the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. And then everybody went to their respective corners of the world with their mm-hmm. respective belief systems. But they are all part of one great science, spiritual school of thought. With When you put them yeah. all together, they work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, much appreciated. Right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Peace. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, it got me on my toes. Got to, I haven't dug deep into those spiritual schools of thoughts in a while. I got to go back. Okay, let's get another one. 
Greetings, Akeem. How you doing? Greetings. Greetings. What's up? Peace. How are you? I'm doing all right. You all right? Fun. I'm doing great. What well, you got for me? What's up? Listen. Well, the question that I have is basically, uh, well, first off, um, we can ask you just, um, am I able to ask you questions on names? Like, like on the name issues or no? Name issues like what? What's the question? I'll tell you if I can answer it. All right, with name change. Okay, go ahead. What's the question? All right, so I was wanting to see how soon I can get a consultation with you. Um, I had a little problem, and I just received the mail a day okay. ago. You go on my site and schedule a consultation. My times are there. All right, all right. Um, you want my personal Okay, time. so. Yeah. Okay. Email.com, so, click the consultation tab, and all the time schedule is right there. Get scheduled now. Are you part of the membership or not? Yes. Okay, then you could ask me that question during our meetings if you don't want to do the consultation. Now, I'll uh, go ahead and do a consultation. What is your question as far as you, you still haven't asked me the question? Then I can see if I can answer it. Well, the question to um, was just about, you know, I need some help on hitting that motion part because I'm kind of like fused what exactly, you know, am I purging? Okay. Um, to, to, to rebuttal. Okay. You got the name change webinar, right? If you're part of the group, you got that name change webinar. Yeah. You got turned down? They rejected you? Yeah, she said denial because there's no difference in the names. Oh, Therefore, okay. Judge den- okay. All we got to do is a motion for reconsideration and let them know that is a difference. You showed them the GPO style manuals. What state are you in? Florida. Florida. They, Florida got a, G, a style manual. Bad that. If I believe uh, correctly, it shows the difference in how a name is supposed to be styled. You can do that. But if you want to go into, like, really depth uh, on that, on how to actually do the motion, um, I would suggest you do a a personal consultation with me. And then we can share the screen. Um, Wonderful. Um, um, Do you have a full schedule? Check my schedule. It'll tell you what the schedule. Go to akemail.com, and my schedule is there. Okay, cool. And it'll tell you exactly what, what I have. All right? All right. Blessings. Appreciate right, you, Reverend. All right, peace. All right, Minister. All right. All right, thank you. Um, yeah, DBAs is unnecessary, really, you know. All right, what time is it, 8-12? No more callers. Y'all don't have nothing more to say. No more. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing. You know what? I counsel many people. I counsel many, many people. And let me say this. I can only teach from the perspective and experience that I have. So if I'm sharing something with you from my own experience and how to be successful at something, then my suggestion is that you follow that script. And what I find, I, I, and I don't know what it is, what it is, 
I get people coming, they want the help. And then I give them the script and then they change the script. And then when they get something different, and it, 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 they, 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 uh, confused. Well, that's not the script I gave you. So if it's different, then it's going to be different. Now I'm not talking about that. That's not the, anything on the previous caller, but I'm just talking in general. You know, in general. If you want success, you got to follow the people that are successful. Listen to them. A lot of y'all are on TikTok and all these other, watching people make money, showing videos. Like I was talking to my brother today. He is a hell of five mechanic. He works on cars very well. And um, he works for the airlines and he works for UPS. And I said, dude, dude, what are you doing work? He's like, he's tired of working now. I said, what do you share to work for anybody? You have a skill. I said, dude, there's people on YouTube right now showing people how to fix cars and making money from that. So I had to give him that idea. I was like, yo, you should do that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I just hope he follows through. Because you know how people say they're going to do something, and then the spirit of uncertainty hits them, the spirit of fear, the spirit of laziness hits them, and they don't follow through on great ideas. A lot of y'all have great millionaire ideas resting inside your head. Resting inside your being. And the only thing that's keeping you from that millionaire, making millions off your millionaire idea is laziness, fear of success, fear of failure, and your surroundings, people you have around you that are not uplifting you. You're going to have to go into that secret place. You, what do you all think this secret place is and asking for the father? That means you got to get from around folk that is not serving the purpose that you really want. You got to get away from them. Whether it be mentally, spiritually, whatever, sometimes y'all can't just leave the house or whatever, but you got to go into a spot and go in and deal with them on, you know, on on a have-to level. They might not like it, but when you come out shining, they're like, wow. That's right, indecisiveness. So many people want a perfect website, a perfect. I'm just watching two guys who uh, just started their YouTube channel. They got maybe 400 followers, and they were critiquing a, a one that guy Kevin Samuels video, and they got 14,000 views because they knew how to stretch strategically title it. And these guys were, they were horrible. Like at the date, one guy was just looking off somewhere. It was just a horrible video. But guess what? I give them props. I respect them. Even though they did, they, they, they could, they'll, they'll, they'll come along. They'll get better. But what I give them props for, they wasn't scared to do, set up their phone and make a video. And they got 14,000 views off that video. Horribly put together, had echo, someone like my old video, but, and it was, <laughs> one of the guys was not even focused on what he was doing, and they were horrible at like, commentating, but you know why I respect them? Because they took the leap. They went for it. Can you say the same? 
No, some of y'all guys, people, y'all want these perfect. I want this, this. I want this layout. I want that. I y'all see where my videos start and where they are now. They still, I'm still working on some things. But what I never did was I didn't let lack of a piece of equipment stop me from making a video. My other videos, you just heard my voice and I was showing my screen. That was good enough. Now y'all get to see me live. But I'm saying. If, if you're on this show, you're listening, you guys got ideas. Go make the video. This is the time. Amazon got a setup where if you recommend products, they'll pay you to recommend products. What are you waiting for? Why are you hesitating? You, you, you're looking at videos all day. You might, You should be your video you're looking at. Or a video that shows you how to do something, show you how to make a video. How did I learn some of the stuff? I look what how do I set up a camera? What camera to buy? I, you know, I, you know, what type of this and that? I looked at videos on that. YouTube is a powerful place. It's a powerful tool. It can teach you and you can make money at the same time. And you can teach people. You guys got skills, you know. You got truck drivers on here. You can do videos in your truck. Hey, look, I'm driving here. This is what it takes to be a truck driver. Y'all all have something to share with the public. Y'all all have something that you can minister. Minister don't have to be reading the Bible or scriptures and stuff like that. It's whatever you can share that can help people get further. I learned how to change the toilet from a woman on YouTube. Yeah. I watched a lot of the guys' videos, but they were too damn complicated. But when I watched her, she was very simple and to the point. Change that hell, help me change that toilet. There's wealth. The wealth is there. It is an abundance everywhere. Only reason why you don't have it, because you don't have abundance in your mindset. That's, that's it. It's that simple, but yet so hard. Come on, y'all. Get out there and do it. You want you wanna you wanna be successful like I am? You gotta follow the script of what I'm doing. You see? All right, eight twenty. And somebody a Carter A, you said which EI would you use to replace the SSN? There is no such thing as replacing the SSN. Now, what I will tell you is I don't do any commercial transactions with my social, like credit cards and stuff. I use my EIN, business credit, things like that. I'll tell you that. Now, if you want deeper understanding on that topic, uh, my CPN webinars, all of them are good, com. That will give you breakdown, line for line, how to use credit without using the social. All right? And with that being said, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday show. Peace.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.